hello, and welcome to our podcast here at Discovery Point Church. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message inspires you and is the beginning of a life-changing relationship with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Before Jesus arrived, John the Baptist says, Behold, the kingdom of heaven is drawing near. So we would say that the kingdom is the rule and the reign of God in a place, in a sphere, or in a life. But it's a spiritual reality, is it not? It's this spiritual reality, yet it has tangible expressions. We talk about the kingdom, and and it makes a little bit of sense to us, but if we were honest, we were like, well, what's it look like? How how does it operate? It's, It's a little bit like if you, you know, it's a little bit like the Bigfoot conversation. There's, we've seen glimpses, right? I mean, we thought we saw him make a move, or you've seen a social media post, we found him, but you never get the full picture. I use a silly illustration just to highlight that we talk about this thing of the kingdom, but we're like, man, what is it? How does it operate? And by the way, those of us who are in Christ are kingdom citizens. We're in this kingdom. So it is a spiritual reality but it also has physical manifestations. Hebrews chapter 12, we're going to look at verses 28 and 29 this evening. So we're going to speak on the kingdom, and then we're going to spend a few minutes here shortly talking about kingdom expressions that are happening in and through our ministry here. In Hebrews chapter 12, the writer says, Therefore, let us be grateful. There it is as we move toward Thanksgiving weekend, right? We move toward this incredible time. The writer says, therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. Let's pray. Father, we take this opportunity to open up our hearts and our minds to receive the word. The promise is that your word does not return void. So we embrace that promise, we claim it, we hold it, that your word tonight will not return void. It will bring forth fruit out of our lives, Father, kingdom fruit. So we open our hearts and our minds. We want to be alert, receiving what you have for us. In the name of Christ, we pray this. Amen and amen. Notice something about the kingdom that the author of Hebrews says. He's like, we we are grateful because we are receiving the kingdom, right? It's in the original, we call that a present active participle. There's this ongoing action that there's a receptivity happening in the kingdom. It's not like a tidal wave. All at once, there's this receptive element to the kingdom where we are receiving the kingdom, sometimes in small increments, like a, like a beautiful appetizer, right? That's tough to talk about on Saturday evening, I understand. Like a beautiful appetizer that's brought out before this incredible meal. We, we see the kingdom, right? We get glimpses of the kingdom. And so the, the, the author says we are receiving the kingdom. It's a constant reception of this kingdom. And as he says that, he describes the kingdom as an unshakable kingdom, an immovable kingdom. It will not be shaken. Now, uh, my wife and I and my mother-in-law's again here with us this weekend. Uh, we're from Tornado Alley. 
Tornado Alley. Is anybody else from that? It's like the southern part of Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Moore, Oklahoma is where my mother-in-law lives, Norman, Oklahoma. We're talking about God's country now. <laughs> We're talking about, in the Hebrew, it's called the promised land. But we live in Tornado Alley. In fact, uh, my mother-in-law in, in her home, she has two different tornado shelters. She has one outside that I was in actually not too long ago, which didn't go well. I'm pretty claustrophobic. That I was praying, you know, pray without ceasing. That's what I was doing. And then she also has one in her garage. It's pretty common in that area of the country to have a tornado shelter. The thing about tornadoes is the technology is so amazing is that you're well aware that a tornado is approaching, generally speaking. I mean, they begin identifying and chasing, and you can watch it on your the television. They're pinpointing tornadoes, and uh, in our part of the world, they have these storm chasers. These, these guys are like rock stars. They chase these tornadoes, and they show you where they are, and they tell you what's happening. And so you have ample time, generally, generally to take cover from a serious tornado. You have ample time. Now, an earthquake's a different animal. An earthquake is a totally different animal. So this Oklahoma boy, and I think 2014, the Oklahoma boy with his Oklahoma girl, his wife Sharon, we were in Southern California at a cheer competition. We were not cheering. We were supporting our daughter. And uh, I remember it vividly. We were there. We, we were checking into the hotel. So I pull into the hotel. We're in the Disney area. And I pull into the hotel. When I walk into the hotel, the gentleman checking me and says something like this, did you feel that? I'm like, did, did you feel what? I'm like, man, we just had an earthquake. I'm like, really? All these years, I, I've never experienced an earthquake. And I'm like, darn it, I missed it. I missed the earthquake. And so we got checked in, and, and we did some things. And later on that evening, you know, we were up in the room getting ready to go to bed. And, man, a more significant earthquake hit. I think we were on the third floor of the hotel. And my wife, this is the first earthquake we've ever been in. My wife says she's looking at me, and I'm a break dancer by trade. It's my spiritual gift. And she says, I looked at you and you were moving, the room was moving, the hotel was moving, the lights were moving. How many of you have been in a significant earthquake? Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely scary because you don't know it's coming. You don't, you, all of a sudden, you begin thinking something isn't correct. Uh, things begin to shake, begin to move, fall, light. It's, it's, it's crazy. But, but notice what the writer says. This kingdom, it's unshakable. It is quake-proof. There's nothing going to shake this kingdom. So as a result of this kingdom that we are receiving, this unshakable kingdom, he says in verses 26 and 27, right before that, notice what he says. At that time, his voice shook the earth. That's a reference to Mount Sinai. It's a reference to the Old Testament. But now he has promised, yet once more I will shake not only earth but the heavens. This phrase, yet once more, indicates the removal of things that are shaken, that is, things that have been made in order that things cannot be shaken may remain. In other words, there's another shaking coming. It was mentioned in the worship set, Revelation 21. Verse 1 says that heaven and earth are going to pass away. Verse 4 says the old order of things have been destroyed. Amen to that. It's all going away. What is not eternal, what is not of God, is going away. So that's why the writer talks about this, this shake, and we have this kingdom, we're receiving it. It cannot be shaken, and we should be grateful in that. There's so many things in our lives that are, seem like they can be shook. We can be shook by, by the culture, 
by the circumstances of life, but not the kingdom. The kingdom. So we receive this kingdom. Now, as we receive this kingdom, notice there's a response to the kingdom. So we see the response here in the same verse. In verse 28, he says, we should be grateful. The word, Greek word is charis, grateful. It also is translated grace. So the first thing we see, our response to the kingdom is gratitude. Right? That's the appropriate response is to be gratitude. Now, uh, here you'll see it in the ESV. He says, therefore, let us be grateful. Right? There's a response of gratitude. But I want to take it a step further. Not only grateful, but notice, notice what we're to do. Therefore, let us offer to God acceptable worship. You see I put the word service there. Uh, Stuart, go to the Amplified Version. It, it translates this with a little more intensity. It says, therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude and offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with reverence and all. So the Amplified takes the one Greek word and translates it two ways, service and worship. So our response to receiving this unshakable kingdom is to be people who serve the king and worship the king. Our response to the kingdom facilitates our receiving of the kingdom. I want to say that again. Our response to the kingdom in serving and in worshiping facilitates a kingdom response in the life of the kingdom citizen. So we ask, well, how do I receive the kingdom? I think we do so by service and by worship. Let me give you an example. Have you ever been involved in something? Maybe uh, you had the opportunity to help someone financially or you were asked to serve somewhere or go here and do this. And, and your attitude might have been, oh, when I give the gift, I'm blessing them. Or when we go serve a family, a person, a country, when we do that, we're going to bless them. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that in your life? Like, yeah, we're going there, and we're going to bless those folks. Or I'm giving the gift, and I'm going to bless them. You know how many times people have said when that's happened, you know what, Pastor, I think I was more blessed than they were. When I gave the gift, when I offered the gift, something strange happened. My intent was to bless them, but I was blessed, or I went and did the thing, right? I served someone, and I was going to help them, and in the meantime, I received the blessing. I really think we receive the kingdom as we serve and as we worship. God will turn it on its tail, right? He will, he will flip the script on us. We're going to do our thing. And God's like, no, as you serve me, you will receive the kingdom. It's a powerful idea. Let me just briefly mention two tangible kingdom responses. Okay, so we talk about receiving this kingdom. A response to that is to serve with gratitude and to worship. So let me talk about two responses. One response is what I want to call organic kingdom expressions. Organic kingdom expressions. Organic's a cool thing, isn't it? I get it at the store all the time. doesn't taste any different. kind of looks the same. But when it says organic, I'm all over it. I just bought some organic apples this week. Tastes just like the other ones I get, but they're organic. I felt better about my life. I'm like, I'm going to be healthy now. 
organic kingdom expressions. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, as, as we receive this kingdom, as we respond to that reception, as we live our lives organically, if you will, there's kingdom activity taking place. We are outposts of the kingdom. Everywhere you go, this past week, you are an outpost of the kingdom. Some of us just like, hmm? It's true. We're kingdom representatives. We're kingdom ambassadors. Organically, as we go about the daily rhythms of life, in the office, getting gas, at the grocery store, buying organic apples. As you go about your day and your life, as you go home this evening, wherever you travel, there is an organicness to the kingdom life that you're not intentionally thinking, I'm a kingdom citizen. I'm an outpost of the kingdom. You're just living your life. Oh, FYI, you're an outpost of the kingdom. There's an organic element to it. We see this in the life of Jesus. Peter is preaching a message in Acts chapter 10. Notice what the Scripture says. As Peter preached this message, he's describing Jesus. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Notice what Jesus did organically. He went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. As Jesus, look at those words, as he went about. It's what we do every day, isn't it? We go about. As we go about, there is an organic element to our lives, boardroom, classroom, bedroom. We're organic representatives of the king. Think about that. So there's an organic nature to it, right, as we go. Second of all, there's a highly organized nature to this responsiveness to the king. Highly organic. What does that mean? I mean, highly organized. What does that mean? That's, that's when the body of Christ comes together, heart to heart, hand in hand, organizing around the gifts, the opportunities, and the invitations that the Father has for us in specific kingdom assignments. I am a believer in kingdom assignments. I am a believer in kingdom assignments as they relate to the giftings in the local church, to the opportunities in that local church, to the relationships in that local church. I'm a big fan of organized kingdom activity. It's biblical. Mark chapter 4, remember a couple weeks ago we talked about this. Jesus rounds up the 12, they get in a boat, they cross the lake, and there they meet a demonic man. They run Jesus out of town, and he comes back. That is an organized kingdom endeavor, and the local church has to have that element in their ministry repertoire, if you will organizing around the kingdom. We're going to close our time, and I want you to leave with this idea. First of all, are you a kingdom citizen? Have you stepped into kingdom citizenship by faith in Christ? If not, as Josh mentioned, as he shared briefly, uh, it all begins with just surrendering your life to Jesus, entering into that kingdom relationship. If you're a kingdom citizen, right, how are you serving as an outpost of the kingdom? What are your gifts, your skills, your experiences, your resources? that God has given you your anointing, your opportunities to be a part of the kingdom. I'll end it with the Shamgar principle, Judges 3.31. I think it's the only verse in the Bible where Shamgar is mentioned. Notice what happens. He's the son of Anath. He kills 600 Philistines with an ox goad, and he also saved Israel. The principle is this. Start with where you are. Use what you have. Do what you can. It's called the Shamgar principle, right? And I'm not saying pull out an axe goad when you get home. If you have one, cool. 
Don't pull it out. Spiritually, do what you can with what you have with where you're at. We're all a part of this. It's a great thing to be a part of kingdom movement and kingdom building and kingdom establishment, even as broken and as messed up as we are. Everybody gets to be a part of it. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We pray you allow this message to transform you to take what you learned and share the love of Jesus to those around you. You can stay informed and connected by following Discovery Point Church on all social media platforms. Thank you and God bless you.